Hey, welcome back to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. I got a great guest today. Her name is Tess Scott, and she's been through a lot in her life. And now she's using all these experiences to encourage women of all ages that they are not alone. They're going to have a little hope in their life. So Tess, thank you so much. Come on on. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on, Joe. I'm really excited to do this. Absolutely. So, you know, something that encourages other people that they're not alone is that they too have embarrassing moments. I thought we'd start off, you know, I'll read in your book. It's a great book, by the way, we'll get into the book, but uh, it's full of embarrassing moments. Could you kind of share maybe, maybe like your top two most embarrassing moments in life? What a way to start, right? Yeah. What a way to start. And uh, (laughs) just to make me kind of go down to only two, I mean, there's so many, how do I pick two? Um, Maybe I'll talk about this, the probably one of the most memorable, let's talk about that. So I'll tell just a little story. As a background, I had just started a new job at a local internet company. We did home internet and fixed computers and iPhones and all that kind of thing. I am the least techie person. So that is not why I was hired for that job, for sure. I'm, I love people. So they put me out front, you know, I'm organized. I'm a good office manager kind of person. Um, but I can't tell like a modem from a um, rotor, a router, <laughs> any of those. See, I can't even say the word. I don't even, I have no idea. So I'm really good at saying, I don't know, but I'll find someone who knows. There you, you know? go. Yeah. But I did feel really dumb in that job. So, and I'm not dumb. I have to keep reminding myself of these things all the time. Like keep bringing it in. Who are you? You are not dumb. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. So I always tell women to um, keep your head full of what's true, you know, and you are not the circumstances that you're in, but that day, that's how I felt. So I was getting ready for work and uh, my sister-in-law called and said, um, Hey, we're in this big problem. We have people coming for the weekend and my daughter's throwing up and uh, you know, has the flu. So I said, oh, awesome. I have empty rooms. Like, bring them on here. They can stay in my house. Um, So after we talked about a few logistics, um, I hung up and I thought, oh, my goodness, I have to clean up my house because there's people coming right after work. And, you know, so I ran around like doing the two second tidy, throwing all baskets of things in closets out of the way and making remaking beds, you know, washing sheets and all that kind of stuff. And and then I hit something called the space time continuum. That's what I call it. I don't know what you call it, but it's when. You know, you have tons of time. And then one second later, you have no time. Has that ever happened to you? All the time. All the time. So I went to reach my black pants for work. I only had one pair. I just started this job. I couldn't find them. And then I, you know, I'm trying to think of where they might be. And I remembered, oh, I think I, I think I washed them. They're in the laundry. So ran down to the basement, grab them out of the laundry, come back up, start to put these pants on. And oh my goodness, they shrunk. Also, you know, I had just started this job where I sat down a lot. So, you know, maybe put on a few pounds. I'm older. It happens really fast. Like you eat one chocolate bar and five pounds, just like that. Like, wait till you're older. You'll understand. So anyway, I'm trying to put these pants on, pulling them on like, oh, like it was terrible. And then lay on the bed to zip up the zipper, like suck it in for all your worth. Meanwhile, I got to get to work because I'm the one who opens the door. Okay, so I cannot be late finally get these things on I'm walking straight legged because I cannot even bend over but I have no choice get to work and I'm supposed to sit on this stool at work at the front counter I can't sit on it I can barely bend my legs so I'm propped against the stool for the entire shift and like I'm sure every person who saw me thought like what is wrong with this woman 
I didn't eat any lunch because honestly, like one more bite of food or a drink. Yeah, there's no beer, room, right? There's no room. There's no room. It's probably yeah. going to pop my button and someone's going to get hurt. Um, <laughs> plus, you know, I, I don't know. I couldn't even, I couldn't even think about anything else except getting these things off. Then my new boss came in first time ever met him in person, brings us into this conference room for a meeting. I'm looking at these board chairs and I thought, I can't sit down. So I'm just going to stand up, which made everyone I'm sure feel uncomfortable, but I was the most uncomfortable. Also, I had to pee really bad, but there's no way, there's no way I could go in that bathroom because if I get these things off, I'm, I'm not going to be able to lay down on that tiny little bathroom floor to zip them back up. Like there was no way. So finally, like the end of day, the day comes, I'm watching the clock thinking, Oh Lord, please let this day be over. I get home. I race right for the bathroom. I'm sitting there like sweet relief. I can tell you I'm looking at the label in the pants and I thought H and M I don't buy pants at H and M. And then I realized my son's pants. I have a, I had a 12 year old son and I wore his pants to work. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that's not his favorite story. I'm sure. Yeah. Mom wearing your yeah. jeans is, is not good. Mom wore, mom wore your jeans to work. Yeah. Not, well, not what makes you feel any better? One year I dressed up for Halloween as uh, the song low by Flo Rida. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but he talks oh. about apple bottom jeans and he boots with the fur. So I had my boots with the fur. I had some jeans and I put some apples in my pockets yes. and then I was going to get low. Like the song says, and I blew out the seat of my oh. pants. I got low, but the <laughs> apples were too tight in the pockets and it made the cheeks of the jeans way too tight, man. I, this was one of my favorite pair of jeans blew them out right there. Oh, oh, that's a good one. All right. So yeah, so that's my jeans embarrassed. So you had, what's your second one? That was that's a pretty strong start right there. How are you going to top know, that yeah. one? <laughs> There's lots and lots of, uh, lots of embarrassing times, but I think that the most, like the most important thing that I'm learning is to kind of like embrace that. Right. Because it's just all fun. And who cares? I mean, maybe my son cares. Okay. But the lesson in this is that if you are a teenager or a 12 year old boy, you should always bring your own laundry up from the laundry room. There you go. Right. That's the lesson right there in there. Yeah. One of the lessons. One I of just them. washed my son's AirPods the other day. He left him in some clothes and I was like, oh, let me throw your clothes in here for you, bro. Oh, sorry. Luckily yeah. they survived. Thank goodness. Oh, he can't survive without his AirPods. So luckily they made it. Those things are tougher than they look. So yeah, yeah but you should wash your own stuff, right? That's a great lesson. So that's one we're learning too. Yeah, yeah. I like to pass those things on to him. He's not all that appreciative. He's the youngest of, of eight boys. Oh. So he gets lots of lessons. You know, I'm always saying like, well, you're brothers, you know. Yeah. You're not my first one. I like that one. I say that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through seven of you. I know how this works. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, my husband says, uh, there is nothing that you can do that either your brothers haven't done or we haven't done. Right. So you have no chance of getting Poor away. Kid. You anything. can't do anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I've talked about it. You've, you've been through some, some difficult times in your life and you've gone through these storms and figured it out. So um, just kind of if you want to go through some of those and, and how did you make it through and the lessons you learned from those and, and you're using those now. So how did you get through them? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, everybody goes through lots of things in their life. Right. Sure, so right. I have sort of like a, I always say like a black sheep kind of past where I've been married a bunch of times. I'm not Elizabeth Taylor, but I've been married like four times and um, yeah, that's something. And uh, also 
like we adopted a son who ended up being a special needs. He has uh, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. So, you know, that's something to deal with, not for, not just for us, also for him. Sure, um, yeah. You know, we didn't expect that. They don't tell you that when, when you adopt or they didn't tell us that when we adopted him. So we got to find that out later on. Um, also in 20, in 2016. So my husband had left in 2012, which is probably the hardest thing that, that happened in life for me um, because I had been through this a, a lot of times and I was finally like living for God. And, you know, I thought everything was all figured out. And when he said that he was leaving, I was devastated. So, you know, my head was in the green carpet of my bedroom. I was like begging God, like, don't let this happen. Oh my word. Like, not just do I not want to be a single mom again. I don't want my kids to go through this. I, I don't want the shame of it. Like it feels shameful when it happens, you know? Um, but it did happen, you know, God allowed it to happen. And now I'm thankful that that happened because that made me have only God at that time. So I learned a lot at that time. Like that's all I could do was breathe some of those days. Sure. That's it. And while I do not want to go through that again, or anyone else to go through that, I can be thankful for it now. And then four years later, uh, three years after our permanent divorce, permanent divorce, um, my husband reappeared and our, our um, relationship was reconciled and we dated and we got married again. So we're okay. remarried, which is a freak show story for sure. And what a great thing for our family. Right. And we have so much fun, but a month after our wedding, our wedding was September the 9th of 2016. And the end of that month, the 30th, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. And that felt like really bad timing to me. You know, yeah. I don't know if there's ever good timing. Like what's the best cancer timing in your life? You know, um, I didn't, I don't think there's good timing, but it felt like really crappy timing because like, I finally, I'm happy. I have a great husband, you know, we're like in our honeymoon stage, you know, and, uh, bam, you know, so, um, but now, you know, I can, I can look back and I can say that timing allowed Rick to prove that he loved me. You know, he didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen. And he got to take care of me and, and just to be there for me. If the timing was different and I got sick and then he wanted to come back, I would have probably not allowed him to, I would have, always wondered if that was why, you know, is it just because you feel guilty, you know? So I think that the timing is actually the best timing and I'm, and I'm good now, you know? So we, and we got to live through that together and kind of go down that journey together. I'm thankful for that timing. Those are the things. And now we have like this marriage that is so fun. We play games every day and like, we have just a weird, fun, wacky kind of marriage. And it's, it's really amazing. So let me ask you this. How did, so you're permanently divorced. What's yeah. the first step of you guys getting back together? How does that start? Yeah. Well, I sent him a text about our son and normally like we only have one together. So I had four sons adopted one son. Like I got pregnant the first time when I was 19, you know, I've been a mom forever. It feels like it's a long, long road. <laughs> and, uh, so I had four kids adopted one and 
Rick had two kids. So now we have seven to get when we came together, we had seven kids, odd number, never do an odd number. No. So, then, so yeah. So then we thought, might as well do one more. That's not actually true, but we did have one more and he's a boy too. And he's 18 now. So um, I was text, I was texting Rick about something to do with Hayden. I forget what it was. And he actually answered me, which was bizarre because he's not a fighter. He's an ignorer. Hmm. You know, so when we weren't getting along or not even not getting along, we never really even fought. He just kind of didn't talk anymore. <laughs> that's that's just some people are like that, right? I'm a talker. He's not a talker. So it's good because only one of us can have all the words and it's usually me. So um, he started answering me back and then some dialogues. And then uh, that was weird. I thought this is weird. But I, I mean, I'm glad like I prayed every single day for those years that he would come back except the time like I was dating a really hot cop I didn't pay, pray it then maybe but and that's when we were <laughs> but um, most of the time I was praying that he would come back I still always loved him and um, he started answering just like sort of friendly and then one day he picked up my son to go to a basketball game Raptors game and um, he asked if I wanted to go and I'm like what do I want to go hey it's a basketball game yes and be like, this is weird. So I went with him and it was like an hour drive each way. So we had good conversation and just felt weird. And then just little things happened. Like I had to ask um, him to pick up Hayden. Cause I had to go to a, like take the car to the mechanic. And he said, Oh, I'll pick you up from there. So you don't have to get a ride home. I'm like, what are you doing something nice for me for, but okay. You know, and it was just like a little tiny steps, little tiny steps. And I think maybe he was like kind of testing the waters, you know? Yeah. And and he didn't know what my life was like, like my social life or anything, and which was nothing. So, um, yeah, it was I just left the door open. Right. And he says now it was easier to come back and be together because we never had the kind of relationship. Like even when we were broke up, we never told other people that that person was an idiot. I might have said maybe a couple of times, but I mean, like there was no bad um I don't know how to say it. Like we didn't bash the other person. Right. That's it. Yeah. We didn't yeah. bash the other person. We never spoke badly of the other person in front of the kids. And we never bashed the other person on social media or in real life ever. So that, that makes it easier to reconcile that relationship in the end. Yeah. If you know that someone called you an idiot on Facebook, you're probably like, you know, I should marry that dude again. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's no. probably not going to happen. So you've been through all this, you know, divorce, remarriages, all these things, cancer, parenting all step parenting uh how did you decide you know i need to take all the experience and start helping some women who may have seen through this whole thing what how did that start yeah i really felt like it's a god thing i really felt that god was telling me to do this and i didn't want to i want to say right now like i was like no i don't want to do that because a it's very vulnerable I share with honesty, like my mistakes and, and my past and all the times I screwed up or a lot of times I screwed up. There's probably more and all of that. And who wants that? Right. It's like being open, but there was no getting away from it because I, I knew in my head, I have to do this. I felt like God's telling me to do this. Then I would like read something and it'd be about that. And then I would um, I don't know, hear a song on the radio and it was about that. Then I'd go to church and the pastor's speaking about that. And it's finally like, okay, okay, I hear you. I hear you. So I started just writing stories, like writing blogs. And I've never written before in my life. And that was part of my excuse for not doing it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know how to write. I have a grade 12 education. 
I'm not a journalist. I'm not, I have no idea, but I'll do the next thing. Um, I went to a ladies conference and the speaker's name was Carol Kent. Have you heard of her? I have not. Wow. She's, she's fairly well known, um, Christian author, speaker. She has a bunch of books and quite a life story. And it was a big um, ladies conference, a couple hundred women there, probably before COVID in the time before time. And um, I, I'm sure that that woman looked right at me. And this is what she said. I'll never forget it until I die. She said, you know what God wants you to do. And you are scared. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the answer. And I thought, right on, give me the answer. Get me out of this. And she said, do it scared. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, then, since you're talking right to me, then I guess I have to do it. <laughs> that's what well, I that's that's it. great advice for anything, right there. It's hard. Don't get me wrong, but that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So you started that. You started with the blog, and it's led to now. You've got your book coming out. So tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah. So um, the book is a collection of short stories. So it's really easy to read. There's um, there are only like maybe a two three minute read each. Because sometimes as a parent, as a mom, you only have like two minutes in the bathroom before someone's going to open that door. Sure, I understand yeah. that. I've been there for years. I understand that. But you also need to be encouraged. So some of the stories are funny. Most of the stories are probably funny. And some of them are sad. And But they're all true, embarrassingly, a lot. <laughs> they're all true. And they all have a little kind of lesson what I learned during that time. So hopefully it's encouraging women. That's what I want to do. And I want to say to women, like, you're not the only one. We've been there. Like women that have, that are like maybe older, more experienced have come through that time when, yeah, you can't pee alone or whatever the things are. You never get a full night's sleep, all those things. Yeah. Just knowing that you're not the only one, it's, it can be a huge comfort, even if it still sucks in the moment when you're going through it. It's just yeah. know that, okay, well, she got through it. I will too. Just knowing that. So that's great for you to share those. Most people, they have those embarrassing stories that we all have, but they don't tell anyone about it. And you really put yourself out there in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. people appreciate, you know, and then you share, here's, here's what I learned from. And you can learn from it that way. You don't have to make these mistakes. I've already done these. You can skip the line on this one because I've already done it. Or if you do, then, you know, misery loves company or something like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So let's talk about this. So you, you've been a parent and a step-parent. Um, what, what are the differences for you? What are you seeing as far as if you have tips on raising stepchildren versus your own and mixed, mixed and all that good stuff? How does that work? Oh, man. that's Yeah, step-parenting is really difficult. Being a stepmother, and I blame Disney for this, right? The stepmothers are always evil yeah. in every Disney thing. But um, step-parenting is... It, I mean, I love my stepsons and I've known them since they were like four years old. Um, and now they're like 30 years old. Wow. So 28 and 30. Um, it, it's hard because you love them like your own, but it's on, to be honest, it's not exactly like your own, right? You, there's this little thing that is not exactly like, I love them to the moon. But it's not exactly the same. You don't have that same connection as their mom has. And especially when they still have a mom, like yeah. it's not like their mom has passed away. Um, there's all kinds of struggles. There's always going to be. And there's always those other people in their life, right? Even though my boy's dad and I are divorced, 
right? Like my teenage, well, they're not teenagers now, they're older in their 20s, but their dad and I are divorced, but he's always in my life because mm-hmm. we have, we share these kids, right? So that's kind of advice I would give if you're divorced, you have to get along with those exes because they're always going to be in your life if you have kids together. That you're going to have grandkids someday and you're going to be at that birthday party or that kid's going to graduate from high school or college or wherever and want both their parents there. So we've always said there's not going to be two birthday parties. There's one and all the grandparents can be there and we get along like I get along with them. We have great relationships like it's it's uh, it's really great. And I think it's great. The kids say it's great for them. The kids that are, I still call them kids and they're like 28, 30, 35 years old, <laughs> the kids, but because there's no stress, we go to the birthday party of the grandkids and we all sit around talking and we're all friends. And that's, that's really a blessing to them. I think. Well, that's awesome. That's, that's being a mature person right there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm that guy. I'm, maybe I, if I had to be, I would be, but <laughs> maybe I could be. So good on you guys for working together on that and putting the kids first. That's the, that's the most important part. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, it wasn't like that the year that we split up. Okay. Don't, don't hear me say that it was, it took a long time and it took some forgiveness, right? Like actually working through it, coming to that. Like I came to that woman and said, I need you to forgive me for these things. And, and she did. And like Rick's ex-wife comes to our church now. Oh, wow. Right. So, so this is, this is how it works. And, and this is going to be the title of my second book is going to be girlfriend, put your money where your mouth is, I think. And uh, because I was on a podcast, a step parenting podcast, and I was talking about forgiving exes and them forgiving you. And just exactly what I was saying to you about being, you're always going to have them in your life. And, you know, and I was like, Oh yeah, it's no problem and everything. And then the very next day, Um, my husband's first wife called me and said, we're thinking we're going to switch churches and we're thinking of coming to your church. Is that okay? So it is okay, but it's also weird at first. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and I said, it's fine. It's great. I'm like, please come. I'm not going to introduce you as Rick's first wife though. Cause that just feels weird. Like, can you, can I just say, hi, this is Marianne, my friend, you know? So that's, that's kind of the compromise that we came up yeah. with and that's what she wanted anyway. She's remarried, but yeah, it is kind of weird sometimes, but I'm really thankful that we get along and we work through the hard parts of it. And I mean, she gave grace to me. I'm so thankful for. That's awesome. Well, my dad's move is to uh, introduce my mom as his first wife, which they've never been married to anyone else but yeah. each other but that's his move just to <laughs> and as you can imagine she is not a fan of that <laughs> i bet yeah that's my dad though he's, he's pretty hilarious so uh so when does a book come out and how, how do people get it the ebook is out right now everywhere books are sold you can you can download that and the paperback version is launching on june 14th of 2022 yeah Ooh, yeah and the name is listen sister finding hope in the freak show of life which is a strong title right there yeah <laughs> well i think it's a suitable title for the yeah. book yeah well, it, it's very well done i I've, I've read a book i know how painful it is how much effort it is and you're probably like me you don't know where commas go or any of those and you just throw them out. I, I sprinkle commas out there like i'm making it rain um but pe- there's people for that who can fix it right so that's right uh, and you're you're planning on doing another one too man you're a sucker for punishment yeah. right there yeah uh, i love it i love i love encouraging women i love when i can share my story and and i also speak like do some speaking 
engagements with groups of women and now like more because we can meet in person for a little while so right, that's yeah. awesome and uh, i'm in canada so um anyway <laughs> but i love when i share something and then a woman comes up to me and says wow that's me yeah. you know yeah. that's how i feel or i've been there and i think that right now this is so important because when i was young like a bazillion years ago and i talked to my friends I had some, you know, some good friends and I talked to them either in person, I'd go to their house or I'd call them on my rotary dial phone, you know, and I saw their life for what it really was. And it was chaos like mine, right? right? Mm -hmm. We were similar and their lives weren't perfect. But now I see this generation of women and they connect with their friends on mostly on social media, right? And if you're connecting with people on Instagram and that's what you think their life looks like, like you look at that pretty house with the little pumpkin on the porch and and you think like oh my goodness look at this woman's life it's perfect i'm going to tell you that that is not the truth if right. you open that front door and walk through to her living room there is probably laundry on her couch just like your house absolutely right but we don't know people maybe as deeply as we should yeah if you don't have stacks of laundry on your house i'm not sure i trust you i'm not sure you're a human Right. Yes, right. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I just want to be honest about it and say, yeah, if you if you have little kids, it's OK if your house looks like you have little kids. Right. Yeah, you do. It's all right. That's OK. Yeah. Right. And the work that you're doing right now while your kids are running around is important work. It's important. You're feeding into the lives of those kids and you'll get through it. You'll live through it. It's going to feel really long. Days are like a thousand years long sometimes, but you're going to get through it. Yeah, it's, it, it really is true. They say the days are long, but the years are short. You know, you think, yeah. man, how did I get through this day? And then next thing, it's three years later. And you're like, oh, yeah. here I am. Yeah. yeah well, well, you're doing you're doing an awesome job of encouraging people, specifically women. So they need to go check you out. Go to, the, go to our website. I'm going to link all this stuff in show notes, but Tess Scott, T-E-S-S-S-C-O-T-T.com. She's got her blog over there, a bunch of stuff. Her book's going to be on there. So, And I'll put all the social media links. You got to follow her and stay encouraged, stay in touch with Tess. Tess, thank you so much for coming on and what you're doing out there in the world. Oh, thanks a lot, Joe. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Keep up the great work and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so grateful to have these awesome sponsors. Go refinance your house with my friend, Dominic Garver. Here's what happened. I called him up. He checked out my info and he told me I didn't need to change a thing. No trying to sell me on a bunch of other stuff I didn't need. Just, hey, just ran my number and told me I didn't need anything. So let him just run your numbers. He will do everything he can to save you years and money off of your mortgage. You can give him a call at 256-714-1429 or check out his website, rocketcitymortgageguy.com. And then Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He's a guy, he's a, he's a native Huntsvillian, just like myself. He's a licensed real estate professional since 2004. Hey, you're not just a transaction with Teak. He wants to build a relationship for life with you. And, and this guy does it all. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments. You know, prayer, hard work, ethic, honesty, and results are the foundations of what he's been built on. You know, you can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs, and they would be honored to be your turnkey agent for life. You know, I trust, trust Teak, and you should too. Give him a call at 256-694-0117 or email him at teak at patnickco.com. All that's in the show notes. You can look up it. Hey, is your child struggling with math? You know, are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You will see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. 
Go to their website, mathnasium.com slash madisonal and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. That website again, mathnasium.com slash madisonal. And let's talk a Paralab. You know, you can grow your business with creative merch. You know, they got branded merch, promotional swag. You know, you can increase your visual awareness with signs, banners, decals. They can even do an online fundraiser for your school or nonprofit. Go check out everything they do. Go to their new website. They just did it. It looks awesome. It's apparelab.inc, I-N-K. And you can also email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Either way, use promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some awesome products. Hey, support these awesome businesses who support positivity. I really appreciate them, and they'll do you right. Have an awesome day.